Hey everyone, welcome to Still With You. I am your host, Coley Browning, and I am so excited that you have joined me for another episode of the podcast. The last episode of Still With You featured my friend and teenager in today's world, Lily Rollins. I hope you all loved our little chat as much as I did. Today, we are continuing this conversation by speaking with someone who is a dear friend of mine who is also on the front lines of engaging with the young minds of today's generation by promoting global education and cultural awareness. My friend Vanessa Mays, Executive Director of Global Corner International Learning Center, is here to share about the importance for children to have a sense of curiosity of the world around them. Global Corner is a nonprofit organization in the Pensacola area dedicated to expanding the horizons of students who might never have the opportunity to leave their own city, much less travel to other countries. Since 2008, 70,000 70, students have been impacted through Global Corner. And today it continues to encourage critical thinking by celebrating international diversity and increasing global awareness. That's a lot of words, but they are doing amazing things. It is an honor today to talk about this organization that has influenced my life in more ways than one. Please welcome to the show my brilliant, beautiful friend, Executive Director of The Global Corner, Vanessa Mays. Here is our conversation. Vanessa, I am so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for making time for this. I'm excited too. It's my first time. <laughs> I'm a little nervous, but no, I'm really excited. Literally, too. from the time I met you, before you were even the executive director of Global Corner International Learning Center, you and I were just friends and you were volunteering with Global. You have a way of just kind of lighting up a room when you come in. When you moved into this position, I was just like, she's going to be a great leader. I'm Thank you. Yeah. So I'm just like honored to even like speak with you oh sincerely. Gosh, those are so sweet. You're so sweet. <laughs> that is so sweet. So can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? I am from originally from Buenos Aires, Argentina. I grew up in San Juan, Puerto Rico. So I had traveled all through South America as a child and did my secondary education in Puerto Rico and graduated and had the opportunity to come to the States to study. Mm. So I went to school in Orlando uh, at Rollins College. After my four years there, I started my master's degree. And in the middle of it, I got this amazing opportunity to work for the University of Tampa. It was an opportunity that I could not resist. It was spearheading their international admissions program. That would give me an opportunity to do what I love most, which is travel. That's what I did for about five, six years, almost six years. I, I started building the international missions program for the University of Tampa and establishing articulation agreements with other universities around the world for them and then fell in love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moved up here to Pensacola and I started a family and the rest is history. And we'll talk a little bit about how I got to work with the Global Corner. Has this spirit of loving different cultures, international studies, is that always been within you? You know, I'd like to think that it has, but I also have to credit my my mom and my dad. I was wondering where it came from. Yeah, I think that they were the ones that sort of injected that curiosity and just sparked it. I'd like to think that everybody has that innate sense of wanting to learn about the world. But I really honestly feel that you need to guide children in a way to, to expose them. So yeah, I'd have to credit my mom for having such an adventurous spirit. Did you all travel as children too? We did. I make it a point of always telling people how 
lucky I was because I grew up privileged in a sense because my mom understood the importance of learning about other cultures and traveling. Thank goodness we had the opportunity to do that. Here I am wanting the same for my children because it has been such a positive experience for me. I have not traveled near the extent of what you have, but certain places have really made an impact in my life that I've remembered like something shifted in my soul. Did you have a certain country or a place where you're like, I feel like I'm born to learn more and to be a lifelong traveler? Did you ever have that? That is such a hard question because every country that I've traveled has had an impact on me. Traveling to the Middle East was Mm -hmm. an eye-opening experience. I think it is for most of us, but being a woman and traveling to the Middle East by myself was quite an experience. I truly started understanding my life of privilege in the United States. And (laughs) to be honest, that sort of opened my eyes to how lucky we are to have the freedoms that we that we have. Mm -hmm. I think the smells also always stay with me. Really? Uh, Yes. I, I remember being in a spice market. And at this point we were in Amman, Jordan. And I just remember being in a spice market and just taking it all in, just being so overwhelmed with all the different smells and, and just the people and the sounds. And that's one of the memories that kind of pops up, but I've had so many wonderful experiences I could share. But I think that was when I, I was at the point in my life where I kind of understood the environment that I was privileged to to thrive in here in the United States. Like, I know that those stories and those things mean a lot to you and they stick with you and they, mold who you are. Yeah, they do. They, they just really make me appreciate so many things. Just the perspective of that culture, per se, but just my own. Yeah. And appreciate my own and, and understand how... It just reminds me of how unique my culture is yeah. when I'm exposed to other cultures as well. You know, through the appreciation of other cultures, I'm able to come back and be like, hmm, yeah, my culture is unique. And this is how travel will do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> Taking all your experiences that you had in travel, and I know you you taught Spanish for a while too. Mm-hmm. So how did you get to where you wanted to be a part of Global Corner? And can you explain yeah. first what Global Corner is? Right. That would be great for us. Yes. So the Global Corner is a nonprofit educational organization that works with children K through mm-hmm. second and third through fifth. The purpose is basically to teach them about world cultures, languages, and geography. We have a signature program, which is called our passport program, where we basically go in and bring the experience of visiting countries mm-hmm. of the world to students in classrooms all over Escambia and Santa Rosa counties. So I would have to describe it as a comprehensive, tactile, fun learning experience that immerses children in not only the language of that country and the culture and geography, but also the art, the song, uh, the dance uh, of each country we mm-hmm. teach. And I can attest to that because I'm currently employed (laughs) with Global Corner. And so I will know how much fun we have. Yes, I was going to say that is the adjective that I was going to like highlight. It is so much fun. So grateful to be able to to share in that. Oh, you're doing a great job in leading us, literally all six of us. How did it get started? Sure. Um, So the Global Corner was founded in 2007 by a phenomenal, amazing woman called Lee Hansen. Yes. Who is our number one volunteer in the organization. (laughs) And she uh, had a mission to bring the world to children in this corner of the world. She had a very successful naval career, and she was the first woman to command an air wing in the Navy. So she's incredible. But she chose to combine two of her passions and her greatest passions together, one of them being children and the other one, international Mm -hmm. affairs. 
And so she ultimately created the Global Corner. And the way I came by it was basically I was reading the news journal, Pensacola News Journal in 2001. I had just moved here. And I was really looking to get involved in an international organization. And I remember opening the the newspaper and looking through the advertisements and there was this teeny tiny little advertisement and it said, if you're interested in international education, (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) this is meant to be. And I just picked up the phone and I spoke with Lee and met with her. We started working on creating a board for the organization. And I sat on the first one of our first boards yeah. and the, the rest is history. Here I am today. By the way, how many times does that happen where you flip open the newspaper? You know, but it, interestingly enough, if you're looking for something, I always believe you're going to find it. Yep. Just the idea of positive visualization. Yeah. So important in life. And so I knew that I was going to find a, a place or like-minded people that, you know, where I could just continue my growth, personal growth. That's amazing. And, yeah, and at the time I was have I was pregnant with my son, you know, and working. Uh, obviously, but I, I just felt like something was missing after so many years of, of uh, traveling and engaging with people, interesting people. I just really wanted to stay plugged in. So you worked on the board for how many years? Since its inception. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. From the very beginning. It took a long time. It took years to get, to put it together. And, and, you know, Lee is just such an intelligent woman and, and she had a vision. When I heard her story, I, I was in, I, I want to follow you and I want to continue this work that you want to do mm. and help you get there. So we've been around for 12 years. This is our 13th year. We've been able to provide over 70,000 children in Escambia and Santa Rosa counties uh, the opportunity to travel to 12 different countries. Yeah. So let's okay. break that down. Okay. okay. Let's talk about like how, what a morning of Global Corner looks like. Adventure in the classroom, fun. I want people to hear this and I want them to invite Global Corner into their institution because I think it's amazing. And I remember when I was going through the hiring process, I had said I have wished that Global Corner would have been a part of my elementary experience. I feel very strongly that we're not engaging students with the world around them as much as we should from our small corner of the world. I think global education is seen as an add-on to school curriculums when it really should be an interdisciplinary program and it should be integrated into the core curriculums in the school system. So private schools and international schools are doing this and they've been doing it for years. I feel like they know that allowing children the opportunity to develop multi-language skills and exposing them to different cultural experiences can have a positive impact on how successful they're going to be as adults. Because we're not doing that, I think, and because of where we are regionally in the world, this is where we come in. We are six teachers, dedicated teachers. They go into the schools uh, once invited, right? So yes, we do need to get invited. It's a two and a half hour program. So we have broken up our program into five different uh, lessons. One of them is actually an introduction of the country where we come into the school. It's early in the morning, first period. All the kids are in the auditorium or in the library, wherever the school finds appropriate. They want us to meet. And our head teacher, Jean, does a fantastic job of giving the kids sort of an overall picture of the country they're going to be visiting. Amazing. And it's really tapping into the child's curiosity and imagination. So our program is engaging that yeah. way and we open ourselves to questions. And so anyway, getting back to the, the program, our teachers prepare during, mm. during the summer and these are authentic lessons. 
that we base off of not only our own research, but also people um, in our communities that come from that specific country who want to share stories about their culture with us. And we integrate all those things into our curriculums. For example, Canada this year, we had you teaching the music and dance of that country, which it's just one of my favorite lessons. Mm-hmm. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> it's out there. Well, we have, I know, <laughs> all of them are my favorite. Right. But the kids really love the, the you know, the, the music and song and dance aspect of, of every culture we teach because we get them up on their feet and they're actually doing it. We also taught about the animals of Canada uh, and the wildlife of Canada. Well, you know, every child wants to about animals and the kind of environment they live in. And then we've got a day in the life of a child from that country, which I like, again, I love all the lessons, but this one in particular, I think it, well, it gets to the core of what we're trying to do. We're trying to help children understand diversity. And through this particular lesson, when a child learns what another child their age does daily, they tend to start understanding the relationship with their peers a little bit better. That particular lesson to me is so important because I think that's where we start building empathy or start teaching kids how to be empathic and fully civil to each other and to others. And of course, we also teach geography. The language component of our program is really important. Which is so Mm. amazing to me because when I first started working, I did not realize like how language driven this is and how important that aspect is. Positively exposing children to diversity, I mean, we, we talk about this all the time, can really help shape their worldview, right? their child's worldviews. I mean, and I've seen this, you've experienced it. When they go through this program, they are a little bit like more open-minded and aware. And then there's, a, like you mentioned, the language component. I believe language opens doors mm-hmm. in any sense. I mean, obviously, here we are communicating with each other, right? I mean, we are opening the door for others to learn, Mm-hmm. you know, what we have to share with them. What we've seen actually is that a lot of schools have been incorporating dual language programs mm-hmm. as early as preschool. And these programs are happening mostly in internet, like I mentioned, international schools and private schools in the U.S. Well, what do they know that the public schools don't? I'm still trying to figure it out because there are so many studies that out there that show that bilingual children develop better reading and writing comprehension, but they also do well in math and understanding those concepts by learning another language. Besides the fact it's good for their health and it's good for brain development. Mm -hmm. So not only in children, but in adults. Yeah. So all the research is out there and it's showing all of this. And I don't know, you know, we're, we're such a heavily dependent society on standardized testing and we, the numbers are out there. So yeah, you're not saying this anything is, that's not there. Right. And so h- having all this information, all this research, research at hand, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around why we're not teaching kids another language at the elementary school level. Building a global classroom is not that hard. When we walk through schools and we, and we don't see any map and we don't see any world globe anymore in the classrooms, it really is so disheartening. We are an interconnected and interdependent global society. Oh, now more than ever. And we're moving towards that more and more. Our common future is diverse. This is where we come in. We really try to focus on bringing this program to children who perhaps will never leave their neighborhoods. The word privilege keeps coming up for me because, as you know, travel is very expensive. And so only those fortunate kids that have the the means and resources get to travel. So we are here to come to the aid of those kids that, that don't have those resources so that hopefully we can plant the seeds of hope in their minds and bring the world to them because Mm -hmm. it is such a beautiful place. 
You're one of the leading advocates in this community. You are. You're at the front lines. We're the only ones doing what we're doing mm-hmm. locally. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who believe, and uh, you know, in our mission. It's just difficult to for some people to see the value proposition of why should I invest in a program that is just working with elementary school children. A lot of people have that really hard, difficult time seeing the jump right from going from an elementary school program to high school. There is a window and we can't miss this opportunity to bring the world to children because it will shape the way our society eventually ends up looking. I mean, it will definitely shape Mm -hmm. it. It's a healthy development within a child. Yeah. It's just common sense. Mm -hmm. And as as a teacher and as an educator, um, as a mentor, as a mom, (laughs) I feel the responsibility of preparing my child uh, for a world that is, like we mentioned, interconnected and interdependent. I just want the world to be more accessible to kids. You know, we've got technology who has, that's definitely helped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> technology has made the world definitely more accessible, but we have to come to grips with this, right? Yeah. So now what? So these are the questions that I would ask that I've asked myself that I would ask parents or teachers and educators. And I, I bring up all the time. Do you want your child to understand their own culture? Of course we want them to understand their own culture. Well, then they must understand other cultures in order to understand their own. It's so good. It's right. Common sense, yeah. right? So I also say, well, do you want your child to grow up being a socially aware, socially responsible citizen? Well, that's another obvious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then they've got to learn about global issues. They've got to learn about the world. They had to learn how to think critically, understand why those issues that are out there affect them and others, such as poverty and climate change and religion and cultural differences and world trade. I mean, we can keep going on and on and on. Do you want your child to have the skills necessary to be competitive in Mm -hmm. the world, right? to be successful? That would be my next question. And of course, I would say, of course we do. Well, guess what? Jobs are more international now. People are expected to speak more than one language in order to successfully compete in the workforce. Okay, well, we know all this. So what are we doing? How are we helping our kids become culturally aware, socially responsible, uh, critical thinkers that are empathetic and engaged in the community and, and are ready to make a difference, you know? So I ask all those questions because I don't think that people are getting it. We know that the second language is critical. We also know that one half of the students in the United States, a half, of the students study a world language compared to 90% of the children in European countries. Okay, well, what's wrong with that picture? Why? Why is it that we're not putting a focus on on language learning? I mean, we know why. We are so testing-centered here, mm-hmm. putting our efforts into making sure that we're up and running when it comes to math and science and technology engineering. But unfortunately, what what we've seen is that all the social sciences, geography, and, and foreign language has gone to the side, to the wayside. And that's that's a problem. And we're going to have to pick it up at some point. That's the reason why I keep doing what, what I do. And I know that my, just like you and the teachers, we want to have a, a society that is made up of young people who are socially aware and who have the cultural understanding to be able to move through this world and, you know, through this journey with a positive attitude, right? Right. Open-minded because mm-hmm. it is a choice. Absolutely. And my story with how I actually came to work with Global Corner is such a small slice of the importance of learning another language. You know that I've studied Spanish. I'm not bilingual, <laughs> but I was substitute teaching one morning. I did not even know what Global Corner was, but you all came and you presented at the school I was subbing at. 
it was Argentina, and I just literally was standing next to Lee Hansen, spoke a little bit of Spanish, trying to be funny, but I did know a little bit. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, she comes up to me, and Jean comes up to me like, where are you working? Are you? And I'm not even bilingual. And I had a little bit of knowledge. The testimonies of opening yourself up to being educated culturally, internationally, globally, all the things, the benefits are greater how do I say that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you showed some interest, right? So I yeah. think that that's the key. Exactly. I know a little bit of Spanish. Wow, that was a door that was open that I might not have had if I didn't take a few classes. What a great example of putting yourself out mm-hmm. there, opening you, yourself up to the possibility. So, And it's that simple. Yeah. And your world changed. Exactly. Yeah. And, yep. here we and are you today. guys put me in front of people and started stretching me and <laughs> it was good. Hey guys, popping in here to say something that you are already well aware of. The 2019-2020 school year is nearly here. If you're listening to this episode and falling in love with the Global Corner and its sole mission to bring the globe into Florida classrooms, then you need to visit theglobalcorner.com. Opportunities for the Global Corner to visit your school are filling up fast. Check out theglobalcorner.org for more information about employment and volunteer opportunities, as well as ways to give. Grab your passport and make it a priority to invite the global corner into your school today. They are bringing the world to life one child at a time. Theglobalcorner.org. Okay, so how many countries have right, Global so Corner covered so far? I know there's a lot. We've reached and touched the lives of 70,000 children. Amazing. I know. I wish we it? could just like all stand and applaud you guys, like <laughs> sincerely. And aren't they the best audience? They are. They're just hungry. Our first country was Japan. Spain was our second one. Egypt, Brazil, Russia, India, Italy, Kenya, Australia, China, Argentina, and Canada this year. These kids have definitely traveled the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's so many more countries left to explore. But I'll tell you a little story about Japan. I remember my son actually went through the first. Did he really? Yes, it was. He went through Japan. This is an amazing story. So he went through the program. And at the end of the program, I was working at the school. I was volunteering at the school and helping, obviously, mm-hmm. also um, with the program. And my son turned around and his eyes were like wide open. And he goes, I didn't know. That numbers had different names in Japanese. <laughs> he knew his numbers in English and in Spanish, but he, I think he just got it. You know, he made that connection between numbers and symbols and n- names and languages. So he just made that connection. And after that, he's just like, I want to learn numbers in all different languages. Yeah. And I thought, wow, you know, that was amazing that he made, you know, he made the connection. He got excited about it. His curiosity got to the point where he went out and searched it. He did it on his own. He started learning numbers, you know, in other languages. And then, of course, couldn't wait till the next year, to, you know, with Global Corner. You don't think about those little nuances, you know, in, with children and, and what kind of impact you're having with them at the moment. But I'll never forget his eyes just open wide up. Well, for that story, you know, there's definitely, what was the number? Like, there's a thousand others because yeah, every kid had their own individual experience. And the kids who especially have gone through it more than mm-hmm. once or grew up going to Global Corner. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yes. We hope to continue. Well, know. I even have a story that I haven't told you yet that I want to tell you. When you go into this job, I immediately always think, you know, we're going to talk about diversity and like opening their mind to the world. Sometimes there's these moments that you're like, 
oh, I didn't expect that to help a kid. And so we live in a military town where people are in and out traveling all the time. With Canada, we talk about the two instruments, the violin and the harmonica, of how there's, they were so easy to carry with when the settlers came to Canada from around the world. And I always ask the kids, you know, what would be easier to carry a fiddle or a piano? Like, what do you think was easier for them to put in a covered wagon or to get on a train or something? They're always like, oh, the violin, you know, that's easier. And one little girl, the room kind of got quiet. It was weird. She was like, well, I had to leave my piano at home when we moved here. The teacher spoke up and she was like, she came from another Navy base. That's something that I didn't walk into that classroom intending to like, hey, you're not alone in that. I did address. I was like, I'm like, man, I'm so sorry that you had to leave that piano. You know, moving is hard. I said that. And then I had to move on, of course. But that was so unexpected. You never know what you know what you're going to that age group is just so funny to begin with you know mm-hmm. they come out with the, the most extraordinary questions and comments but i want to piggyback on what you said i had a similar experience too with a child who actually uh, had just moved here from china we were doing china that year <laughs> and i remember going through i was subbing and and we were going through the numbers and uh, mandarin and the colors and mandarin and and this little boy just you could see he just brightened up and he was participatory and he was engaged and he was excited. I mean, really excited. And at the end of the lesson, of course, I didn't think anything of it because, you know, most kids are like that yeah. You know, when we, they go through a program. I had the teacher pull me aside and say to me, I have not heard one word come out of that child's mouth since he started school until today. Oh, wow. I did had no idea that this child was, you know, that was coming to us from another country, in particular China. Yeah. Um, but that teacher literally took me aside to make that comment and say, thank you. Thank you for engaging him and giving him the confidence that he needed. I think that that's another beautiful part of what we do. It's yeah. giving children who may not feel confident because they come from a different place where they look different or yeah. the opportunity to shine and, and share, create an environment where they're going to want to share their culture. Oh, I spoke Spanish with every single kid who would when we were doing <laughs> yeah. Argentina. I was like, hey, my Spanish is like, no bueno, we a, but we can do, we'll try. Yeah, and we it were, was so fun. They loved it. We were doing Argentina and Argentina has a very particular way of sounding certain mm-hmm. letters of the alphabet. And uh, I remember I had a Puerto Rican and of course, I know, you know, the nuances, like, you know, in the languages, because I've traveled so much and I know uh, Spanish well. And, and I had this one Puerto Rican little girl telling me, no, <laughs> that's not how you say it. It's a double L sound. And in Argentina, the double L is uh, pronounced as shh, right? Mm-hmm. More of a shh sound. Whereas in Central America and the Caribbean, they do a yeah sound. And so when we were saying, my name is, or I am called in Spanish, we were teaching them how to say, me chamo. Me chamo. That's Argentine Spanish, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, the little girl said, that's not how you say it. You say, me llamo. <laughs> and I remember that moment. It was so great because she learned something about her own language that she didn't even know. And it opened up a whole different right. world to her. Those sort of things that happen in the classroom and where you're like, wow, I never expected that. 
kids feeling confident enough when they do know the language to stand up and say, hey, wait, I think it's this way. I love it. I live for it. I'm like out seeking for those moments or just really kind of like have my antennas up for those moments now. Because I'm telling you, it blew me away when the moment with the girl at the piano, because I was like, oh, wow. Right. You know, or with your son learning Japanese. Oh, what about the, um, do you remember that one time and I was subbing for Enid and we were doing Aboriginal Peoples of Canada. We were talking about how the Inuit people don't have a written language. And so I was trying to describe what that would look like. You know, how do you communicate when you don't have paper and pen kind of thing? And I was explaining that they communicate through storytelling, right? So whenever they, for example, wanted to learn about their ancestors or their grandparents, their parents would tell them stories. And then those stories would move down the line. A little boy um, raised his hand. He said, well, maybe my parents are, are Inuits because... That's what my mom does when I ask her questions about my grandmother who passed away. She tells me stories. They made that connection. Yeah. Oh, look, we do share something in common, even though we're talking about, you know, a whole different uh, group of people, you know, a different culture, different language. So we make an impression on those Most kids definitely. for sure. I love working with uh, my team of teachers. They're generous. They're open-minded. They're enlightening. They've got such great energy. And I love being able to have a chance to... To be with them in the schools, of course, I don't really get a chance to do that much. But I think that one of my favorite parts is definitely subbing because it makes me feel like I have a finger on the pulse what's going on in the elementary school system. Yeah. I think just looking into a child's eyes, you know, when they're learning, let's say, a new language, you know right there and then that you're having an impact on that child. Mm -hmm. I think that's my favorite part of it because it's such a positive impact. Somehow I made them feel unique. I know that I made them feel special and unique. It is absolutely so much fun. As you were saying that, I was just thinking this story is not very emotionally gripping. But one of the kids going through the nature and animals class, they were saying, that's so funny. I always thought that killer whales were just pandas who could swim. (laughs) (laughs) You see what I mean? It was was so fun. Well, like, for example, today, I heard that one of the kids in one of the classes this week asked the question of, is there pollen in Canada? I think that was the question, you know, and I think mm-hmm. it took like it, some of those questions just take us by surprise. And yeah. of course, we're like, well, there are flowers and trees in Canada. Yeah. You know, obviously, but we're like, oh, wow, you know, that's a great question because who knows? Maybe that child is suffering from from allergies. Right. And she right. wants to know, you know, or the fact that that question is their whole world right now. Right. Like that is that question is as just as important. And they're trying as, to make that connection. Is absolutely. It happening over there, too. You know, we always think, oh, those are silly questions. They're not. They are not. Those are the moments, right, that you just want to, you know, keep forever alive in them. That that child felt comfortable enough to ask that question Mm -hmm. without feeling like it was a a, maybe a dumb question, right? Like a lot of kids are very self-conscious, especially at the the older ages, you know, when we get to third and fifth grade. But the little ones, they just are, they're just so open and so willing. Well, you all have done some work in me because I remember when we were going out to lunch and Anita, who was one of our subs, she asked me, we were all talking about our heritage and she was like, what's your heritage? Like, where are you from? Well, not where am I from, but where are my ancestors from? And I looked at her and I was like, I don't know. And I will tell you that I am in the process of doing my DNA through Ancestry.com. Like, I just got a notification on the app yesterday that they're extracting my DNA now. So Really? How interesting. Yeah. You're talking about how, you know, children are so, you know, curious. And sometimes it gets harder as you're an adult. I wouldn't have done that or even maybe... 
I mean, maybe I would have thought about it, but wouldn't have taken that much of a step to invest in learning about who I am had I not started working for global or really got around people who are very like-minded in that sense of how important it is about learning who you are. Cause I remember sitting there and I felt almost like ashamed to kind of be like, I don't know. It was more of a conviction. I was yeah. like, well, why don't I know who right. I am? Right. So I'll let you know what I am. Oh, that's but exciting. Isn't that kind of cool? I know because you can't really look at somebody and you know, people will do this all the time. And I'm always laughing because yeah, then we have, there's some particular features that stand out way right? within, you know, an ethnic mm-hmm. group with sure. it. But you really can't tell where someone's from. Really, mm-hmm. you really by just by looking at them, right? You've got to get to know the person and understand their history and their background and you get a better idea. I think it's so important for you to do this because maybe you have experienced situations where you're drawn to a particular food or you're drawn to a particular smell or or a particular culture or dance or whatever it may be. And you just wonder, why do I want to learn more about that particular thing? And you never know. It might be that um, you were Greek. I know. Right? I or no or who knows? Eastern European or who knows where your, your ancestors came from. But that's going to be so exciting. I know. I honestly encourage anyone to go do that because I didn't realize I hadn't even thought about it until I got around a table of women who are very sensitive to what makes them who they are. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, that's important to them. And they're doing very well in life. They're all very intelligent, beautiful women. And that's a part of my heart that I hadn't even thought Smart. about. Ex- I wonder what would happen this year if I looked into that and see if that would change me, how I would grow as a person. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's such an interesting perspective. I, I've i never really had anybody say that before. I, I love that. It's so atypical in adults, right? They mm-hmm. think we kind of stop, we become a little bit apathetic and we, not all of us, but you know, stop asking the questions and, and then eventually stop growing, right? And stop mm-hmm. exploring. I think that that's no, we go wrong, right? We need yeah. to always continue to explore. There's so much to see and, and learn. But I think at the end of the day, it's really about you as a person feeling confident yeah. in who you are mm-hmm. and where you came from. So I think that's so exciting. I'm so happy. Well, I can't wait to hear. I know. I'm so, I'm going to be like blasting it. Like who knows? Like, Maybe some right. Irish or who knows? I have, like, I have no idea. I mean, you have no idea. But no. like, I know from my maiden name, I have maybe an idea. I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure. And I'm kind of like not wanting to put any limit on like expectation. I'm just like, it is what it is. I really am excited. And you know, that started when you took me to that event where I had to lead the music and dance in front of everyone. And then following that, one of the women spoke about Ancestry.com. She learned her ancestry yeah. from the Congo. And then how she even got back online. More people had added their DNA and she got to even narrow down even farther where her ancestors were from. That's the idea, right? It's self-exploration. And, you know, you can do that as an adult and make those choices for yourself, but kids still can't. 100%. So it's on us as adults and as educators, as parents to help children. Yeah. How do we get people involved? Where do they need to go find more information? Yes. What's the next step for someone who wants to bring this to their school? So anyone who's interested in learning about us can go to our website, www.theglobalcorner.org. Yep. And all that information is going to be in the show notes on my website for people to find. Yeah. Um, We are currently looking for teachers for next year. And we're also, we have some vacant seats in our, uh, on our board. So we're also actively looking for board members. If you're interested in volunteering, please give us a call. Our office number is 850-332-6404. Again, you can visit us at our website, www.theglobalcorner.org, or you can email me directly. 
at director at theglobalcorner.org. And I will say, Vanessa is so easy to work for. Mm-hmm. She's, this is one of the most fun environments to work in and you will grow as a person, but it's not in a way of where it's like a burden. Such positivity. Like I love my coworkers. I literally have become such great friends with them, know their families encourages me. It's so fun. Make yes. the call, get on the Aww. website. Thank yeah. Thank you. And I think I just, I want to finish off by saying something that I, you know, I keep talking about choice and privilege and yeah. all that stuff. And I think that the bottom line is that if we do want to have a society that's made up of, you know, socially aware, responsible, civil, critical thinkers, we also have to have teachers, you know, that are all those things sprinkled with a positive worldview. We have a choice. We can take on insular attitudes and keep our children sheltered and ignorant, or we can help uh, open up the world to them and all of the opportunities that come with that. Unfortunately, most people don't have a choice. So this is where I, I talk about where the choice comes with privilege. Well, we as parents and educators, and a shout out to everybody out there who is working in education, you know, we've got to demand more of our school system and make sure that every child has a taste of the world. And if they can't get to it and they can't do it because they're too busy or because they don't have enough time um, during a school day, which we understand. And they're also working and concentrating on making sure their kids pass their, their national, you know, their tests. We at the Global Corner will come to you. Yep. Everyone needs to seriously get involved with this. It, all my Pensacola listeners, especially because it's right at your door. It's right here. It's mm-hmm. available. Why not? Yeah. And give us a call and schedule yeah. a visit and we'd be happy to come in and support. Please. I mean, there's going to be a link below because it is so easy to sponsor a child it to, is. to like pay for someone to go through this and you all make it very affordable. Thank you. Yeah, we try to keep the price down really, really, really low. I mean, we basically operate based on individual sponsors yep. mm-hmm. um, and donors and couldn't do it without them. So we I just want to thank everybody who is, you know, listening and learning more about our organization. Hopefully all together we can come and, and just come together and make it make a difference in, in the life of a child. Yeah. When I first met you, remember we were at Michelle's house, we were eating dinner and it started to rain outside, but the sun was still shining. Oh, yes. Do you remember what you said? Yes. It's my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Yeah, say it. I just felt like changes are coming. Like every time in a literary sense, that's what it means. But for me, when it's sunny outside and all of a sudden you get the sprinkles of water coming down, it is a beautiful change is about to occur. Mm -hmm. And it could be even as tiny as a flower blooming because of that little bit of water. It is my favorite thing. I've had beautiful experiences and it doesn't happen often, but when it's just beautiful outside and all of a sudden there are no clouds and all of a sudden you're getting sprinkled on and you just think, you know, first of all, obviously water is so important to all of us, but... Yeah, it's just an indication that something something's about to change in a good, positive way. Something beautiful is about to happen. And since I heard that, I literally have thought of you <laughs> every so single time that it's been, you know, as you said, beautiful and sunny outside and all of a sudden rain comes out of nowhere. It's a beautiful analogy. I love it so much. Positive attitude is so important when you go through life. Whether you're working with children or adults or just an everyday interaction. <laughs> it's so funny. You and my daughter, like the other day, said that. She Bella? came in. Yeah, yeah. Bella. She came in and she said, oh, look, mom, it's your favorite thing. And I was just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and she opened the door and there it is. The sun's out and the rain is falling and sprinkling. And it's just, and I thought, oh, maybe she sees it too. Maybe she feels it too. Just like my son this morning who... 
I asked. What's the one thing you remember about the Global Corner? I remember the story of years ago. Now he's 17. And he said that I remember the numbers in Italian because of the song that a Global Corner teacher taught us. And then he just started singing. (laughs) I love that. So this is wonderful. He'll never forget it. You know, that's what he remembers, but he'll never forget it. That's amazing. I know. I hope every kid who picks up a handkerchief will do the Zamba. Yeah, I, I know. Anyone who stands or, in a circle will think of Les Salut. I, I know. I hope it happens. I'm just like, that yeah. song is in my head because yeah. you kept on singing it. I was just like, La maestra ama tutti tutti bimbi. La maestra ama tutti tutti bimbi. And then she goes into uno, due, tre. It's uh, really, so really. You're beautiful singing. Oh, uh, no. Yes. I want to share this detail about sure, you. That you are trilingual. Yes. Can I, I just wanted to honor that for a second. Oh. Like, that's amazing because you French, Spanish, and English, yeah, right? Yeah, so to me, growing up, that wasn't a big deal. My mom, of course, again, I credit this to my mom who she's bilingual and actually trilingual because she speaks Italian. And my family um, has Italian, you know, we're descendants of Italians. And so she has a European perspective because of the way she grew up in Argentina. It's very European. So learning another language is, is vital to be successful. That's the way she grew up thinking. And of course, look, today, here we are. And and so she put me in a French school uh, when I was in elementary because I was learning English. I English is my second language. I was learning English. I just moved um, to Puerto Rico from Venezuela. Every Friday for five years, I was in French school. L'école française. Four hours for five years every Friday. That's amazing. Well, I just want to thank you, Vanessa, so much for taking time for this day, but also you and the board and Lee and everybody, you guys were such a godsend of giving me a job, giving me an opportunity to grow professionally, also with some of the skills that I've learned. But also, I want to thank you so much for, you know, standing in the gap for those kids advocating and just doing what you do every single day. Thank you so much. And I mean that not just because we're in front of a microphone. You know my heart. I do know your heart. Mm -hmm. And I can see just just by looking into your eyes, what a wonderful, kind, beautiful person you are. Mm -hmm. And it's been a privilege for me to work with someone like you. You're so young and you've got all this energy and you're so intelligent and I know for a fact that you're going to do great things. You already started. (laughs) You've been doing great things. So good luck. The best of luck to you. Thank you so much, Vanessa. Same to you. Thank you guys so much for taking a moment to join me for this episode of Still With You. It has truly been an honor in my personal life to partner with Vanessa and The Global Corner. I am so excited about what they are doing in positively impacting the lives of young minds in the Northwest Florida region. If you are interested in teaching, volunteering, or sponsoring a child for as little as $10, you can do this by visiting theglobalcorner.com to find more information. Their website is one of my favorites to browse, I promise I I am not biased. There's seriously so much information to discover and learn from this resource. Again, theglobalcorner.org. And also, if you did not catch it earlier, my name is Coley, and I am so glad that you are here. If you would like to connect with me, which I would love it if you would, please drop me a message through my website, coleybrowning.com, or you can follow me on social media at Coley Browning. That's K-O-H-L-I-E and Browning Like the Rifle. I would love to hear your thoughts from listening to the show. I want to again thank my friend Vanessa Mays for taking the time to share her heart in this conversation. God has been so generous in surrounding me with beautiful friends who challenge me to become a better and brighter person. I also want to thank all of you who are listening. You all are the best for being here. Remember that the music that you're listening to in the background is from my sweet friend, Christy Masing. If you would like to connect with her, you can visit her website, christymasing.com. 
Com. I'm always so amped that we are able to use her single Soaring as our theme music. I just want to say again, God is so generous in surrounding me with such amazing friends, and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. Please, my people, be bold, be brave, be you, and remember that He is still with you.